Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The FT. Welcome to the FT's Big Read podcast. I'm Esther Bintliff, a digital editor at the Financial Times. In the wake of the shocking terror attacks in Paris, Anne-Sylvain Chassenet, the FT's Paris bureau chief, reports on the political response in France and the impact on the reputation of President François Hollande. By dark on the first night, thousands of Parisians had gathered at the Place de la République. They stood quietly around the statue of Marianne, the symbol of the French Republic, burning candles or holding signs bearing a slogan already spreading fast around the world, Je suis Charlie. When I saw the news, I wanted to be here, said Pierre, a medical student, holding back tears. Four days later, on Sunday, January 11th, they were still there, 1.5 million of them, perhaps still in shock, but now more defiant. Braving the heightened terror threat, they marched behind their president, François Hollande, and dozens of foreign leaders. It was the biggest display of French unity and national pride since the Liberation Parades at the end of the Second World War. Walking among the throng in the streets of Paris, Mr Hollande followed in the footsteps of Charles de Gaulle. Freedom is always stronger than barbarity, Mr Hollande said in an address to the nation. France always defeats its enemies when it's united. Let's unite and we will win. Nothing can stop us. This was a very different François Hollande than the man the French had known only days earlier. This president showed poise, determination and leadership, qualities that had seemed to elude him until two masked gunmen stormed the offices of Charlie Hebdo, a satirical newspaper in Paris, and killed 12 people. His performance over three deadly days in France vanquished, at least temporarily, the François Hollande that Poles had shown to be the most unpopular president ever, with an approval rating of just 13%. In September, two-thirds of voters said Mr Hollande should resign. But when asked this week how their president had handled France's worst terror attacks in decades, 85% of respondents said he had performed well. Praise came from former president Nicolas Sarkozy, defeated by Mr Hollande in 2012, and even the right-wing newspaper Le Figaro noted with admiration that the socialist president's hand did not shake, adding... Who would have thought the Fifth Republic's most unpopular and criticised president would rise to this historic occasion? Some now believe that this is the start of a political comeback for the embattled leader, whose term has been plagued by record-high unemployment and the resurgence of the far-right populist party of Marine Le Pen. It's potentially a game-changer for François Hollande, says Dominique Moisy, founder of the French Institute for International Relations. There's a before and an after. Before the attacks... Some in his own socialist camp were plotting alternative candidates for 2017. 
All of a sudden, the French have found their president back. It could change the political dynamic in the country. Two years before the next presidential election in 2017, such a revival marks a dramatic turnaround for Mr Hollande. But his return to grace and France's uncharacteristic display of unity is not likely to last that long. Mr Hollande is still presiding over a deeply troubled economy, while Ms Le Pen's anti-immigration National Front Party, which has been gaining ground, could gain fresh impetus from the attacks. The murders of four Jewish hostages in a kosher supermarket two days after the Charlie Hebdo attacks, along with recent anti-Semitic incidents, have put France's Jewish population on edge. Tensions are building in the Bonlieu, the Paris suburbs that are home to a large and often deprived Muslim population. And Mr Hollande's government will also face tough questions about why it failed to stop the plot to attack the Charlie Hebdo officers by the Kouachi brothers, at least one of whom trained at a Yemeni terror camp and was monitored until as late as June. There are already signs that the sense of unity is fraying. At Chaussée d'Antin metro station in Paris on Tuesday, life had still not returned to normal for Soraya, a ticket controller. As a turnstile jumper attempted to slip away, she chased after him, she and a male colleague managed to stop the fair dodger who swore at them. People are more aggressive, they're more tense, Soraya says, still fuming. The 30-year-old Muslim says, there's a lot of hypocrisy in this new display of unity. Reflecting a view widely shared within the French Muslim community, she condemns the attacks, but does not approve of Charlie Hebdo's cartoons of the Prophet Muhammad. That is why she did not attend the Sunday march, she says. And Mr Hollande's performance has left her unimpressed. He did his job, but he's partly responsible for what happened, she says. Tougher measures introduced after the attacks, quote, should have been taken before, and I'm sure we're not told everything. In addition to noticeable tensions, France's grim economic facts are likely to hinder Mr Hollande's efforts to capitalise on a more benevolent mood towards him. The president has always seemed more assured in his role as commander-in-chief, deploying troops in Mali against Islamist radicals, taking a prominent role in the fight against Islamists in Syria and Iraq. But his skills are rather poor when it comes to the economy, says Nicolas Bouzou, economist and founder of a consulting firm, Astere. He could use his recent political gains to intensify labour market reforms, but he's likely not to, he says. Two days after the historic rally in Paris, dozens of job seekers were patiently queuing at the Pôle Emploi Centre located in Rue Saint-Petersburg, northern Paris. Mr Amroun, a 50-something-year-old painter and truck driver, said 2014 had been a black year for him. I was never without a job for more than 15 days with Sarkozy, he notes. Now I find nothing, not one single job. The terrorist attacks and subsequent rallies won't change that, he added. Mr Hollande has hinged his decision to run for president again on his ability to reduce unemployment, which stood at 10.4% of the workforce in the third quarter of last year. The number of unemployed has increased by 600,000 since April 2012, a month before he came to power, reaching 3.7 million in total according to the most recent statistics. Worse, the trend has accelerated in the final months of 2014. Planned reforms are too timid, economists say, and have faced opposition from the president's own socialist camp. Tax breaks worth 40 billion euros in the coming years should help companies lower labour costs, boosting job creation, especially for low-skilled workers. Mr Bouzou says these measures are, quote, not nearly enough, but increasing pressure from the European Commission, which has deemed France's efforts on reducing its budget deficit insufficient, has limited Mr Hollande's scope for stimulus. 
A weak economy means it will be difficult to curb the steady rise of the National Front. Led by Marine Le Pen, the party has exploited insecurities about immigration and regularly accused the government of not doing enough to combat radical Islam. It has also been one of many parties across Europe, riding a wave of anti-Eurozone sentiment. Ms Le Pen's party attracted more than 25% of voters in the European parliamentary elections last year, and in a September poll she was even seen as capable of beating Mr Hollande in a runoff election for the presidency. Last week, she complained about not being invited to join the Sunday Unity Rally, choosing to march instead in the southern town of Beaucaire, one of the 11 towns taken by the National Front in local elections last year. It was probably good tactics for her, says François Miquet-Marty, head of the polling firm Via Voice. It allowed her to stay away from the Parisian political elite, he says, that she constantly criticises. Two-thirds of respondents to a poll said they did not approve of her exclusion from the march. Many expect Ms Le Pen to gain ground in the wake of the tragedy. But some say this is not certain, especially given the resolve shown by Manuel Valls, the Prime Minister, who declared this week that France was, quote, at war with terrorism, jihadism and radicalism. Mr Valls has taken oxygen away from the Front National, says Dominique Rainier, a professor at Sciences Po and head of the right-leaning think tank Fondapol. Up until the unity rallies, he says, national pride and patriotism were almost the FN's monopoly. Two National Front lawmakers stood up with the rest of a packed parliament on Tuesday to sing La Marseillaise after the Prime Minister gave a rousing speech outlining a tightening of anti-terrorism measures. Without very significant reinforcement of human and material resources, the domestic intelligence services could find themselves overwhelmed, Mr Val said. We can't waste any more time. The first test of whether the mood of the electorate has shifted after the attacks will be local elections in March, which were expected to reflect gains for the National Front and further steep losses for the Socialists. If the defeat against Ms Le Pen's party is less disastrous than planned, then the Socialist Party will be euphoric, Mr Rainier says. Some political analysts and economists want to see silver linings, however. The President's own party could be more supportive of his planned reforms. The batch of laws presented by Economy Minister Emmanuel Macron to boost growth had triggered criticism from senior figures of the Socialist and Green parties on measures such as the extension of Sunday shopping laws. But the government is counting on the bill, which is to be debated in Parliament in the next few weeks, to show the European Commission that it can pass structural reforms. The terrorist attacks will also tighten a Franco-German relationship that has been strained by Paris's undelivered promises to meet Eurozone deficit rules, Mr Moisey says, through more cooperation with Berlin on security against the jihadist threat. More broadly, the unity that has followed the attacks could help cure the French of their collective depression, says Gilles Mouek, a London-based economist at Bank of America Merrill Lynch. This kind of reaction of national pride is very rare, he says. For the past 10 years, we've been used to a lot of declinist rhetoric, and it has had a real negative impact on the economy. This could serve as an electric shock. In the job centre on Rue de Saint-Petersburg, Mustafa Kahul, who was born in Chambéry, eastern France, to Algerian parents, says he is feeling more optimistic. The 48-year-old unemployed, gay and non-practicing Muslim did not leave his apartment for two days after the Charlie Hebdo attacks but he says the rallies across France assuaged his fears. Compared to a lot of countries in the world, life is good in France, he says. Every morning I wake up and I want to say, Hamdullah, praise to Allah. For more downloads, go to ft.com forward slash 
podcasts. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has experienced teams who can craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex. Real wealth requires real solutions. Connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's Coriant.com. The latest episode of The Next Five podcast is all about AI and the business travel sector. I speak to Tim LaBelle, head of product for SAP Concur Spend Solutions. We'll have so much data that our travel will be safer. Shelley Fletcher-Brian, VP of Advito. AI can certainly contribute to more eco-friendly travel practices. And author and public speaker, Theo Lau. AI can help us predict when it will be a peak travel, more delays, cancelled flights. Listen to the full episode of The Next Five wherever you get your podcasts. Enjoy.